black, white, and mixed. Black, white, black, white, and mixed. Mix. Black, white, and mixed. Come on, black, 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 and black. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Black, White, and Mixed, a podcast about race and culture and power and society discussed by a black dude, a white dude, and a mixed dude. I am here with my friends, Brandon. I'm the mixed dude. And Kenny. I'm the black dude. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> but it's true. But what do we call you? I don't know. I don't know. What do I call myself? That's a good question. Well, I'm Doug, and um, this first podcast we want you guys to hear is just kind of a brief intro to us and kind of why we're a part of this and what brought us to the table, both literally and figuratively. And uh, what we're going to do is introduce ourselves and just talk for a little bit about um, kind of the, the path that led to to this decision to start the podcast, but then, you know, more importantly, kind of why these subjects matter to us. Um, so we're going to start with our producer and co-host, Brandon Johnson co-host i don't think i'm actually a co-host am i i think we're all co-hosts it's pronounced hulk host <laughs> it's pronounced hulk hogan cooperative um, hostess brother <laughs> i'm just adjusting my voice a little bit um yeah um so i'm brandon like i said i didn't say that doug said that um and yeah i'm mixed and <laughs> That is, uh, turns out to be a huge deal for me. Um, one, because I'm very light-skinned. Um, my dad was very light-skinned. My dad's black. My mom's white. Um, and it turned out that it was a big deal for him, and I didn't know that. Um, this is going to be weird, because Doug and Kenny know probably the most about me. Yeah. And we're acting as if. They have no idea. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's probably a good time to announce that we are legit real-life friends. Oh, yes. Have been for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And so you guys are going to hear things about us maybe for the first time. And we are probably going to hear things about each other for the first time in this. But we come to this discussion with a lot of history and a lot of um, relationship already. So, that's right. Anyway. Lots of ships. Go ahead, B. You're gonna hear me call Brandon B, and sometimes I'll call Kenny J. Don't worry about it, okay? It's uh, it, it works, I guess. He, just a just a fun fact. He's the only person other than my mother that calls me J. That's what I like so. to do. I like to find out what people's moms call them for the most part, and then mm-hmm. I just use that. If so, de facto, I'm like your mom. What is what is your mom called? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> that was such a good joke. We got to take that out though. <laughs> no, maybe not. I loved it. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I'm so sorry. You guys will get that joke one day. Go ahead, B. Anyways. Yes. Um, so, one of the, I mean, I moved to North Carolina seven years ago, eight years ago? No, nine, nine, years, ago. nine years ago. Nine years ago. Um, and Doug and Kenny were, I think, the first friends I actually met and have been that way ever since. They were in my wedding. Um, yeah, we were. They were, they were, and that was big. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of things have, have come out of moving to North Carolina and this realization that um, being in a southern state that is still very much wrestling and grappling with um, race and, yeah, I'm from the West Coast, I'm from California, so a lot of this stuff was, at least for me, I'm from, I'm from the Bay Area, um, for me, um, 
everybody hated everybody else. So it wasn't a white thing or a black thing. It was a uh, everybody versus everybody else. Yeah. So moving to North Carolina and, and really seeing that it is still super prevalent and then having to come to terms with a lot of things that I don't know about the black personhood and then a lot of things that I didn't realize were black things and stuff like that hmm. has been um, huge. And so then Kenny and Doug have been sort of the people I've confided in to be able to say some ignorant things um, <laughs> and then be like, oh, I'm completely wrong hmm. and I need to study up and I need to read a little bit um, to really understand both perspectives <laughs> um which turns out that like most of the stuff that i'm i'm bringing to the table is like legitimately a mixed thing mm. um so yeah i mean that's i think the biggest part of why i want to do this and wanted to do this um can i ask you a question yeah at the beginning you said and you were kind of you know maybe a little bit tongue-in-cheek or joking but you said that you know you were mixed, and it turns out that's a big deal. Would you say that this has been something that has been fairly recent? Because obviously you've been mixed your whole life, and you've known that. Um, but would you say that the way that being mixed has affected your perspective? Is that a fairly recent um, thing? Like, was it a was it a Clayton Bigsby moment? Where it's like all of a sudden you realize like, oh shoot. I hope you guys have seen Chappelle show. There's gonna be a lot of Chappelle show references in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh no, it wasn't quite well, maybe it was. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean for me, um, like my mom my mom didn't talk about it. You know, she didn't talk about right. um her big thing was like, no, love everybody, it doesn't matter the color of your skin, it doesn't matter what uh where you come from, it really doesn't matter. Your, I mean, your creed. Is your, is is your mom black or white? My mom's white. I mean, I know my that. Mom, but my mom is very. My mom is very white, um, but she legitimately doesn't care who you are. She'd pull anybody in, and so it's probably yeah. part of why she never talked about it. But yeah, big shouts to Jen. Big shout outs to Jen, mom. She loves us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she. I mean. My dad didn't really talk about it either. I mean, right. my dad would say, like, I remember bringing a, a friend home. It was my second week of high school. I'm a little freshman, and I walk, I come home with a friend to stay the night. It's like my, you know, my first, I went to a new school that was in a different city. And so this was legitimately, like, one of the first people I met. <laughs> and so yeah. he comes over to stay, in the, and I, I said, Dad, um, this is when he was still there. We will go into that mm -hmm. later. Mm. Um but I get out of the car. My mom picked us up, get out of the car. And I, my dad was like cutting the grass or something. And, and I go, Dad, this is my friend Kyle. <laughs> and my dad looks up and then looks at me and goes, Brandon, can't you have any black friends? <laughs> I was going to guess that Kyle was white. I, I, I imagine yeah, that's what that was going Kyle, on. This, this Kyle <laughs> was white. Um, and, you know, I, I remember laughing at that, thinking that that was hilarious. Right. And I remember Kyle being like, do I need to call my dad? Like, does he need to pick me up? <laughs> do I need to leave? <laughs> do I need to go? Because, uh, you know, like... But it, but it clearly made enough of an impact that you remember it years later. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's interesting. It's stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, my dad would say things like that sure. pretty frequently. And I just didn't ever see it as like, this is a, uh, this is tied to your 
quote unquote race, right? Or you mm-hmm. know, like where you come from. Well, is it also fair to say that in the Bay Area, a lot of people, no matter their ethnicity, are, are rather eclectic, and so there's going to be a, a melting pot of interests across. I'm nodding my head. Yeah, and there's not as much uh, clearly defined, even though they're you know constructs or stereotypes or whatever. There's not like clearly defined white culture or Latinx culture or Black culture. Uh, that's at least my kind of impression of of the area you grew up in. Yeah, I mean. There, the thing that's a little different than like North Carolina, and I'm sure there's lots of other places like this. I mean, like Florida, Southern sure. Florida is like this, but like the cities just run together, mm-hmm. you know. So it's there's not like miles and miles of uh, uninhabited land separating you between um, Cupertino and Mountain View, right? You know, it's like nah, Cupertino's Cupertino's ten miles away, and there's going to be two cities in between there. Wow, yeah. So There, there is some like pocketing that would happen. I don't think that's the correct term, but like where you would get like, like for instance, Cupertino. There's a, a lot of Asian folks mm. um, that just sort of like live in, in neighborhoods in there, and that doesn't mean that other people don't live there, obviously. Right. But it it just they kind of populate yeah. and assimilate. Yeah, there. yeah. Mm. And then you show up in Mountain View, where it's like this super super expensive place to live, and like how do you live there? I don't know. Mm. How do regular people live there? I don't know. Um, so, like, my high school was fairly was fairly mixed. Yeah. Um, across the board. Um, yeah. So, like, all my friends were. I had Mexican friends. I had Latin friends. Not, I mean, Mexican is Latin, but other Latin friends. Right. Um, black friends, white friends, Asian friends. I mean, it was just wasn't a thing. Sure. Um, yeah. But then coming here, it was you know a big shock of like. What do you mean you won't like I told you I'm mixed. Why do I have to like <laughs> why do I have to prove that? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's wow. like that paper bag stuff. Um some people may know that. I'm sure Kenny knows that. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm sure you know that now. You don't? Do you want to explain it? Yes. Okay. The paper bag test is is like, you know, if you're not darker than a paper bag, then like you're not actually black or you're yeah. not actually whatever. And uh in the winter times I am not. <laughs> <laughs> in the winter times I'm fairly light, but it, it in in the summer, like I can get pretty tan, and yeah. and that comes pretty naturally. I don't sunburn very easily. Like it's just things that you notice about yourself that you know, but other people don't know. Right. Um. So there's a lot of. All right. Do I need to throw the N word out real quick to like mm-hmm. establish my not dominance, but like I know what my place is, and I need everybody else to know what my place is. My right. Blackness. Um, Blackness. Yeah. Well, Key and Peel. Key and Peel. You never want to be the whitest. Black dude in a room, yeah, right? Yeah. And <laughs> and I start off on a low note if I walk in and <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Good to see y'all. <laughs> you know, so I gotta be ready to. Uh, rare, so I rarely hear ready your ready white voice. Slack it up a little bit. Huh? Well, and when and Anna always says whenever I'm around uh, Kenny and Doug, um, she's like, "You just start saying like these these words that I've never you never <laughs> say these in real life I don't understand Anna's my wife Anna's um, your wife a string of so. string of vocabulary she's like, well and it's never bad it's never like bad she's just like you're like your whole tone changes I'm wow. like it's revertigo revertigo <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah 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 cool thanks B that's why right, that's where I'm coming sure. from yeah that's my perspective and you and we'll we'll talk about that a lot more, yeah we'll get into yeah. a lot more yeah yeah Kenny we're moving to Kenny. Hey guys, I'm Kenny. Um, I am black. 
Um, I've been black all my life. <laughs> my parents are black. My brothers and sisters are black. Um, <laughs> that's just, all of them, actually. All, all of them. All actually, with, with, the, with the exception of my sister. Oh, wow. I mean, the in-laws, you know. Right. Um, yeah, but uh, right. a little bit it's about me. One. You said what? It's just one, so it's in-law, right? Yeah, sister in... What did I say? Sister said in-laws. Well, his like sister's... His, her sister's married. He, that's a black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just has one actually, white... Actually, he's from right. Ghana, so he's like... I mean, he's like... He got... Go he's ahead. black, black. I'll let you he's say it. Craig, because... Um, yo, big shout out! Look, look, I love this guy. Um, he's a good man, big Craig. What's up? That's right. Um, he's got he's got street cred, man. Um, but yeah, so uh, grew up. Uh, I was actually born in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, moved to Cleveland when I was eleven, uh, and then uh, moved down here to North Carolina um, to go to school. And Aggie um, Pride, Aggie Pride. Shouts out to the Aggies out there. What's up, Auntie? Um, but yeah, and so. Um, you know, I've, I'm very much a, uh, a go along to get along, um, you know, type person. And that plays a lot into, uh, my experience as a, uh, African-American male. Um, you know, I didn't really think a whole bunch about, um, racial issues, um, about, um, for me, uh, what it means and look, you know, looks like to be. Um, an, Af- an African-American male in America, mm. um, you know, didn't talk about it much. Um, you know, I mean, there's a good amount where, you know, it would come up. Um, you know, there were a lot of reminders. My brother does, uh, my, one of my younger brothers, uh, Evan does something called Storytellers Project. And he tells this story about Nobel um, Prize winning, Nobel Prize winning younger brother, uh, younger brother, um, uh, you know, and he does a storytellers project um, with USA Today, and uh, he tells this story about uh, he made a, a Lego gun. Um, you know, and and the whole story, you know, to make a you know, I guess a long story short, is you know my mom kind of explaining to him, um, you know, why we don't you know play with guns or yeah. play with Lego guns. Wow. Um, and I think that's something that we've really seen and you know come to a head in the. Um, the last, you know, five to five to seven years, um, and it's just kind of re-reared its ugly head in, in a real way um, in America, just in terms of a lot of the, um, uh, you know, police uh, police violence and right. and things like that. So, um, you know, so my mom and my dad would, you know, would talk about it, uh, but as far as conversations that I would have, and even, you know, in college and as an adult, I didn't have really uh, many um, race conversations, um, mm. just because they were uncomfortable. Um, I don't like to, um, to disappoint people, mm-hmm. uh, white or black. I don't like to, you know, step on toes and to make people feel, you know, any particular type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I wouldn't have those conversations, um, you know, which brings me to why, you know, I think it's important, um, you know, and why I wanted to be a part of this podcast other than it, um, also being an extreme ep, uh, extrovert and, you know, getting mad FOMO, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I think, um, you know, it's important for me just because it's, um, you know, I get a chance to, you know, just kind of converse amongst friends, but also I think it's very beneficial for people listening. Right. Um, I guess as a, uh, as a man of faith, um, I think it's important to, to care for, um, 
you know, for others around you. And I think, you know, part of having that, um, that conversation is having the, um, the forbearance to be able to answer questions that people have, whether they're uncomfortable or not, um, telling people the truth, whether it's comfortable or not. Um, you know, but also being able to address things, um, and concerns that people may have that are unpopular, um, whether it's comfortable or not. Uh, even if it's something that would make me angry Hmm. or somebody ask a question or make a comment that would make me angry. Um, being able to address that and unpack that with them and be able to do it patiently and lovingly. Um, and so I think this is an opportunity to open up some of those topics and to do that. Um, and not just amongst friends, but, um, you know, amongst, you know, I, I would call the people who are listening friends, hopefully, right. um, you know, and, and be able to have a, a, you know, a great civil conversation and, you know, hopefully be able to, um, you know, grow ourselves, but also to help other people grow. So, um, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, that's me in a nutshell, man. I, I don't like to um, to be in uncomfortable situations, um, but at the same time, uh, I think, um, you know, being a part of the conversation is more important than um, than my, you know, personal comfort. Um, so. Well, and that's part of why we're doing this. I right. mean, with with people, with, you know, with as friends, um, and we've kind of discuss that offline mm, right. but like making you know we because we've been friends for so long and then have been having these conversations anyway now we can we can say the wrong thing mm. and be able to say like yeah. yo i don't know if you're right there yeah. right but if we don't say it out loud then it just rolls around in our head and mm-hmm. it's like is it just us that's thinking that so i think right. you know it's uncomfortable at times mm-hmm. but yeah, and I and I think I've had uh, I've had a pretty unique experience. Uh, I blend well, um, just in terms of totally. being, you know, a lot of different circles, um, you know. And I, you know, I love people, love mm-hmm. people, um, you know. And so, you know, I get, you know, people feel comfortable asking me questions. There's like, yeah. mm. you know, some people say, "Ah, oh, that's a really dumb question," but uh, <laughs> you know, but you know, I'm I'm really appreciative of it because you know they feel safe enough to ask those questions. You know, they may not be able to ask somebody else. Sure. You know, I remember having a, a conversation with my wife, who's white. Um, you know, and you know, we were just kind of unpacking like after uh, the Trayvon Martin shooting, and um, you know, we were just talking and you know unpacking, and she was able to ask. Um, some questions and and you know honestly it was really insightful because I was forced to think um, about perspectives that um, you know I'm really not forced um, very often to think about and I right. don't feel like other African Americans are forced to think about um, just because you know when you're the um, on the receiving end of the oppression uh, oppression oppression mm-hmm. you know um, when you're on the receiving end you don't really feel like um, you know, it's it's on you to um, to think about the other person like mm-hmm. that. But um, you know, as I guess, really, and it may be an unpopular opinion, um, but for me, as a um, you know, as a uh, Christ follower, you know, I feel like there's a um, like I have a, a divine call to to think about um, you know think about others, even when I'm on the receiving end of of that injustice to think about, you know, okay, how, you know, how is this other person there? How, do, how are they even wow. getting there wow, yeah. and possibly even be able to, um, 
to help that person get to a place to where they can see, okay, this is why this isn't okay. Sure. You know, but I, I do think that that takes a, um, you know, in my opinion, a God sized patience, you know, mm. um, you know, that I feel like, um, you know, I've been kind of blessed with it. So, well, let me ask you this. I'm going to pay you a compliment and then get to a question. I promise. Um, for those of you who don't know, Kenny is one of the more likable human beings on the planet. And I think, Appreciate that. <laughs> you can't really say this about yourself, but the truth is the, the reason people feel so comfortable asking you questions and, and whatever so quickly is that you make people feel loved and seen and known very early on in the interaction or friendship or whatever it might be. Um, so with that being true, and like you said a few minutes ago, you're a people pleaser. It, it matters to you to have good relationships with people and to be at peace with people. So yeah. I'm curious how this sort of, um, I don't know if you would say it's a call, but this sort of drive towards like truth telling and, you know, ha- you know, forcing yourself to have some of these uncomfortable conversations. How- how's that going? You know what I mean? Cause you're, you're still someone that wants to please people, not necessarily in, in an unhealthy way, but you're still someone who values peace and values, you know, um, people feeling comfortable around you. So I'm just curious how, you know, that's been going. Yeah, it's it's hard, but first of all, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's it is hard just because you know I I'm very much a people pleaser, man, and you know, um, it is very tempting to kind of shy away when somebody's asking me um, a question, you know, and kind of make it so that they you know uh, give an answer to kind of make them feel you know better, right? Um, you know, but I think in learning. Um, you know, how to love people well, um, you know, which there's a lot that plays into that, mm-hmm. you know, having different relationships, being married, you know. Um, I mean, not not like being married to different people and have right. different relationships, but I'm saying that. <laughs> I think we got that. Like other relationships. You, it's not sister-wives. Being ma- right, you know what I'm saying? It's no okay. sister-wife situation going on. Right, that's, that's right. My I wife, just wanted to make my sure. My wife would kill me. My wife would not stand for that, bro. No. She's like, I'm your, your man. I'm your one and only. All right, but anyway. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, and so it's like in love and learning to love people well, it's like, all right, that's not loving people well. If sure. I'm, if I'm, you know, I mean, I still want to say things in a gentle way, but I want to tell you the truth. You know, I want to force you to think about, you know, what you're you're asking me a question. And it's, right. a, you know, a heartfelt question, especially if you're, if you're asking and you sincerely want to, you know, want to learn or want to grow. Some people just ask you stuff to provoke you. But, right. you know, if, you, if you're sincerely looking to learn and grow, like, I'm robbing you um, of that growth if, wow. I, if I pull that punch. That's I'm deep. not loving you well. And so uh, I think the call to love well uh, kind of supersedes the, um, the people pleasing in most cases. Sometimes, I mean, you know, I'm human. Sometimes, sure. You know, I'll be like, sometimes I just be tired and I just don't feel like, man. you know, having those conversations. You know, fatigue, fatigue is real, man. Absolutely. But, um, you know, but, you know, you know, I, I would say I've gotten to a point to where a good number of times I can, you know, kind of address it and have those conversations and, um, you know, kind of know where, you know, uh, where to kind of pull back and draw the line. Um, you know, and then where to, um, where to kind of, you know, press forward and kind of, t- you know, challenging, right? Um, different trains of thought. So, cool. Well, and and I want to say because Doug decided that he had to give you a compliment, like an ass. Um, <laughs> to, to be fair, offline, Brandon said, "Hey, don't tell Kenny, but when he's telling his story, I want to pay him this compliment." 
and I just ripped <laughs> verbatim Brandon's speech. That's what that little car was that you wrote down. <laughs> he has, for all the uh, this man brought see, notes. He's got he's got fifteen cards laid out in front of him. <laughs> it says Brandon's first word was this. No, but Kenny, I mean, I think you know, I I think I've seen that like pretty consistently throughout our friendship is like the the ability to be real, and it's not always about uh, race stuff. It's just right. about like life in general. Like that's just the type of person you are, yep. and um, and then the negative side of that is I think I hate you a lot <laughs> <laughs> because you do that <laughs> because you'll just be like, yo, Kenny, this some you know this some bull, man. Like I hate this and I hate that, and and like why can't people be this way or why is it this? And then Kenny's like, yo, you know, man, I think you're not thinking about this right. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I've been, Word. I've like struggled with that, and and here's what I saw, and you're like, you're like damn, this, this <laughs> sucks, bro. Damn, like, man. shut up, <laughs> stop talking to me. Why are you I'm right like, about this again? Why are you in my house? Yo, if I could blush, <laughs> I'd be doing it right now. I don't understand. He said, if I could blush. <laughs> yeah, don't just lay out there getting sun that, suntan. <laughs> don't do you no good, no how. <laughs> Blazing saddles. Word, um, man. But yeah, man. Yeah, I, I mean, appreciate I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Thanks for sharing. Appreciate you guys. And so we move over to the My white turn. frame. Dougie Fresh. Pale face. Um, <laughs> I don't so, think I've ever said that. No, no. I don't think anyone has a normal <laughs> conversation. You've been, the, you've been the most difficult on Only yourself. Pocahontas. <laughs> Wait, so now, so now he's got Pocahontas. Native American. I went the other way. Uh, no, I said other than Pocahontas. And then in Pocahontas. Oh, oh, other than oh, in Pocahontas. Yeah, yes, when they called Bruh. him Pale Face. We watched that recently. It doesn't hold up. To sit it does bad. not hold up. <laughs> you know what's worse than that? Peter Pan. Why is that? When they go, they got oh. the, it's all the red face, yeah. red face, oh, yes, Indians and deep. everybody doing the. Well, and not to put it on the same level, but it's very disrespectful to pirates. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem here. That's the problem. That's, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, dressed in pirate face. <laughs> yeah. Don't appropriate that patch. That's right. Better, I understand. Better That's not right. appropriate that peg leg. That's right. Um, all right, so let me start by saying I, none, none of us are desiring at any point in this podcast to villainize a certain people group or a certain very true majority. Um, but with that being said, I can't tell my part of the story without um, owning up to a lot of blind privilege and ignorance um, growing up white. Um, so this is not a overarching uh, judgment of all white people ever, although um, we will get into the role that, you know, majority oppression plays in a lot of these topics. But I will just speak from from my perspective, which was a white dude growing up in a mostly white environment. Um, You know, I grew up in South Florida, and it was a a fairly small suburban town. Um, And you know, my high school uh, was was fairly diverse. I mean, I you know I played basketball and ran track and um, had had friends of different ethnicities, but not in a way that meant um, anything substantial. You know, um, I would say for most of my young life, all of my um, most important and closest relationships were with other other white people, um, and 
so I moved to North Carolina 10 years ago. Isn't that crazy? Coming up on 10 years. Wow. 10 years. Wow. I remember the day. Yeah. Shout out to Strawberry Swing. You don't remember? Strawberry Swing. You were here when I got here. I was here, yeah. But I remember when you got here. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. On the boat. So, <laughs> just kidding. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> he was visiting. I'm gonna say, look. I'm gonna say a lot. Of, I'm gonna say a lot of stuff on this podcast. Probably that gonna make black people mad and white people mad. So, <laughs> just makes I'm everybody a, mad. I'm an equal and, opportunity and mixed people <laughs> and mixed people. That's right. No, nah, I think mixed people be like, mm, that's fair. <laughs> mm, no, that's your you. audience. That's no, I, see, I see both sides. That's, right. that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, or, or, they're, or they're or they're doubly pissed. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I guess, as, but I'm really I'm really mad. Half as mad or twice as understanding. <laughs> that's right, that's Either way. Right. <laughs> um, that's not true of us. They don't say that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, anyway, so the the move to North Carolina was primarily, um, shall we say, romantic. Uh, I was chasing a girl. Married eight years. Holla. Mm. Um, but I did not know uh, at the time what was uh, waiting for me here, which um, which was uh, things that I needed. Um, friendships and um, engagement with certain topics and um, certain areas of uh, racism in my heart that was just um, on a lot of levels, honestly, um, not even perceived by me. Um, but no less there and no less powerful. Um, and so shortly after moving to North Carolina, I met Kenny and then Brandon the next year. Um, but then, you know, through, um, our church and, and some other local friendships, just, just met, um, lots of, uh, other black people and, and began to kind of develop, um, real relationship and real friendship with, uh, people who did not look like me, um, for the first time in my life. And, um, began to uh, kind of confront, but more more truthfully be confronted by a lot of these, um, you know, blind spots um, in my in my own life and and in the way that I was um, living out this, you know, like I said, almost you know, uh, in, imperceptible racism in, in my heart. Um, so yeah, so that that um, there were a couple of very important. Um, markers that I remember early on in my time here. You mentioned the Trayvon Martin shooting. That was a very um, uh, just heavy um, thing to kind of learn more about. Um, obviously, I knew about police brutality and and even you know police killing of of unarmed you know black people, but um, that one hit home uh, especially hard the night of the ruling when they you know announced that you know George Zimmerman was was not guilty. And I remember being at home and um, I don't remember if I was invited or if I invited myself over, but I went to visit you, Kenny, and um, you were living with a couple other guys at the time. And um, I think it was five of us in total and I was the only white guy in the room and we just sat and you guys talked and I got to just hear um, what that meant and how it felt and what was being communicated by this jury and and on a on a grander scale the the judicial uh, judicial system um to to black people and i will never forget that night for as long as i live and it felt like a very important moment in my life that kind of marked how i viewed things and began to kind of 
um, changed my perspective on a lot of things in a lot of ways that needed to be changed. Mm. Um, so I don't even know if you remember that um, that night, but I, you know, he's shaking his head now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just remember feeling like it was a gift to be in the room, honestly. And um, that's that's the way I've thought about a lot of the stuff that I've learned in, in regards to some of these important topics over the last few years. I didn't I didn't come here seeking this stuff out. I'm not inherently less racist than uh, other people. I don't think I'm I'm not uh, you know primarily someone who seeks out a whole bunch of truth and wants to grow. That's that really doesn't describe me. Although hopefully it does a little bit I think more. It does now. I think it does. Yeah, think more, it does. more so now than it used now, to. But yeah. it didn't start yeah. that way. But yeah, no, I, did, I didn't right. come here seeking that out. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't know when I moved to Greensboro that it was like the start of the civil rights movement. You know, I didn't know about the Woolworths counter or the sit-ins or the A&T4. Like all of these things were things that I really feel like were gifts to me. And, I, you know, I have done some work to try to educate myself and listen and read and, and, and try to grow, um, you know, through some of the, you know, ignorance um, but it, it really didn't start out that way. It, 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 I feel very fortunate um, to have been given the gift of, of friendship and relationships um, and resources that have really helped shape my understanding of the world and my understanding of the plight of my black and brown brothers and sisters and in, in America specifically. Um, and as a result has motivated me to take part in these conversations even when I am the one making the ignorant statement and, and doing something that needs to be addressed <laughs> and or corrected. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife and I have talked you know, recently about what it looks like to participate in a system that um, you know, perpetuates uh, racism and, and um, white domination and, and, and things. You know, we believe that we have a responsibility to dismantle, and I don't know on what scale or, or really what that looks like, um, but I'm hoping this can be a part of that. You know, I'm hoping these types of conversations we're having are going to help. Um, I, I don't know, start popping some of those bubbles. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's real. I just want to give a real subtle shout out. You know what I'm saying? This, this is how, um, he was, you know, he was trying to say like, Oh, I'm not, you know, I haven't, you know, seek this knowledge out. Yeah, I was going to say, you this. know, it was like, I was say this. yo, it, you know, <laughs> In some regard, the knowledge and the growth does find you, Doug. But you know, I feel like you know from what I've seen, you you once it did find you, you mm-hmm. start to you know seek it out and, sure. and pursue it. Um, you know, well, yeah, and I could. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying when you're passionate about something, you know, I I feel like, I was like, yo, he he just said A and T four. He didn't say Greensboro four like <laughs> everybody else be saying. Greensboro ain't claimed impact then. <laughs> That's you right. know what I'm saying? That's A&T4, right. baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but I mean, I, I do think that's true of you where you, you know, you do seek out uh, and try to find, um, you know, uh, you know, how can I grow? What can I learn? Mm. You know, how can I listen? Um, yeah. Which you is, know, <laughs> and, then, and listen and glean, you know, mm. I, I think that's something that's, that's very true of you. Well, and I don't, I don't want to dismiss personal responsibility because if, if somebody's listening to this saying, well, I wasn't gifted those things, so it's not my job to, like, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we have a responsibility to learn and, like you said, listen and seek things out. And so I, I do feel grateful for the amount of this that I felt like was revealed to me, but then I do feel like I hopefully am taking the appropriate amount of personal responsibility mm-hmm. to, to pursue more truth. Right. And, but, and more learning. But that's all of us, right? I mean, all right, of us sure. need to take. Sure. Yeah. I think that was always my thing growing up was like, 
Um, and I don't want to like shift it back to me, but it was no, like, yeah. it was always, it was always like, yes, white people made mistakes, but it also seems like black people make mistakes. Well, actually mm. it seems like human beings are making mistakes. <laughs> right. yeah, right. so, human beings, so, you know, like I always felt special because I felt like, okay, being, I, I've got, I've got a foot on the black side. I got a foot on the white side. I see both sides and I can see where we could come together to be better. But it, but at the same time, it's like I have to come in being willing to like listen to people and be like, oh shit, I don't. I mean, um, yeah, we're we're saying it now. We've already crushed. It's okay. We, yeah, uh, explicit, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think we should. We're not going to be flippant. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it, yeah, it's no. gonna. But we're it's, having a real conversation. Pointed. We're not yeah. talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's intentional. Not, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So you know, I had to come to terms with my own. Like, man, you just don't know all the stuff you thought you know. Like you knew about black culture wow. about white culture wow. yeah about all that kind of stuff and mm. then so, so it's like yeah i definitely know it and like there's stuff that people say that make me laugh out loud because <laughs> i'm like yeah that's you know that was my grandma that you know like that mm. was my grandma was the one who kept pouring the friggin uh was uh frosted flakes in the bowl even though i'm like i already ate it Stop pouring the frosted flakes in the bowl. But there was milk still in the bowl, right? Still milk in the bowl. So, <laughs> so she just comes by and we're like, man, there's four bowls you're in. You're not going to waste that milk. Four and, bowls and in. You're, and you're, you're like, man, Grandma, we don't need any more. And she's like, no, I, I bought this cereal for you because I knew you were coming over. This is the cereal. You know? But, it's you know, I get like, I, 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 I've really had to come to it to realize that I'm just as ignorant as everybody else. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I have to like try and be better right so yeah. I, i'm saying that is like yo dougie it's not like no like nobody's coming to this <laughs> right. like you know what i mean like they they don't have it figured out they have to i think most of us have to dismantle stuff that was either taught to us at a young age mm-hmm. or that was fed to us by media sure you know like all oh, that stuff's real that's yeah. that's that stuff like is insidious yeah. it, it right. lives in your brain so it's like yo and that hit hard yeah. that whole that stuff's real you know what i mean i, I remember listening to, uh Show Baraka's album. Um, when was this? I think it came out 2015 or something like that. The narrative. The narrative. Um, such a good album. 2016. If, if you I have think. not heard that album, I'm calling it 2016. It is it 2016? I don't know, but that's I think fine. you might be right. But um, it I would say it is one of the most important mm. albums. Wow. Of the decade 2010 to 2020. Wow. Yeah. Um, I feel like there is so much, and I mean, no matter what your um your your world view um you know if you want some truth about wow. um you know racism truth about um injustice um such a great album cool. you know and i i feel like uh, there's a lot of truth in that album but i remember uh, he had a line in um this one song where he was talking about redlining and i had to go look i was like what is redlining you know what sure. I mean? i'm yeah. i'm like you know like 30 years old and I'm like, what, right what is redlining right. and so it's like there's a lot of stuff that you know just me being go along to get along you know yeah. i just didn't address you know i didn't look up i didn't you know learn i didn't you know i was just just blind to a lot of stuff and so right. you know i kind of agree you know what I'm saying with what brandon was saying um just in a, there was a lot you know that i had to learn and, and and am still learning right you know and coming to the table um you know, there's a lot of stuff you don't really want to believe, but at the same time, you're like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, that's the way I felt about a lot of this stuff is like I can't mm-hmm. shake it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like um, watching footage or reading articles or, yep. you know, whatever. It's like, oh, man, I can't pretend like I didn't just 
hear that. Mm-hmm. I can't pretend like I didn't just see that. Right. You know, I can't pretend like, I mean, you're talking about your brother and a, and a toy gun. Like, that's Tamir Rice, dude. And that happened, yes. that was in Cleveland, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's like, that's what your mom was talking about. Like, sorry, Evan, maybe the white kids get to play with toy guns, but you don't, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, I can't shake some of that stuff. You know what I mean? And so I think that's a huge part of this for me is just like the, like, I, I, I can't pretend like I don't know now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, not that, not that it's an excuse, but you can claim ignorance. And I did claim ignorance for a long time, but that's, that's no more. And I think with a lot of the societal and political landscape of the last few years, I think the claim of ignorance is dying out more and more. You're, yeah. you're seeing very divisive lines being drawn still. You know, yeah. we're talking about the new Jim Crow and the second civil rights movement. And there's yeah. all these things that are happening now that are like, I don't know that you can be paying attention at all in America today and not be aware of right. the problems and some of the systemic issues that are absolutely still being perpetuated and still wreaking havoc, causing harm. Right. Um, and so I, I, I just feel like I can't shake it and I've got to, I've got to talk about it. Not, not from a sense of bringing answers, but, but more likely trying to listen and learn. Right. Well, we appreciate you and yeah, appreciate you guys, man. Your heart. I don't uh, appreciate you. To grow. <laughs> Dude. Okay. So one thing I wanted to say when we were talking <laughs> about Greensboro and the, and the lunch counter, for those of you that, that don't know, but there's a display at the National uh, African American History Museum. I forget the official name for it, but the one in DC. And it's there's a display that actually says Greensboro Lunch Counter, and it has like a, a video that's playing of the AT4 sitting there and mustard and ketchup and everything being dumped on their heads, dragged out of the seats, you know, mm-hmm. away from the lunch counter. Um, and legit, like, got emotional standing there, like looking at mm-hmm. this. It's just a, a, a just a black like uh, wall basically, and it just says Greensboro Lunch Counter, and it tells the quick story. And there's videos mm-hmm. playing, and I I feel like this place is home now and I fell in love with Greensboro here and a lot of the people in Greensboro Mm -hmm. and legitimately was like tearing up standing there being like man that's home now you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and I'm looking at this from you know 50 60 years ago going wow man I you know I can't believe that that's awful but then almost immediately just overwhelmed with stuff that's still going on Mm -hmm. and still happening and I'm going like gosh man like I don't know if I thought we were past this or or, or what, but but yeah. there's so much going on that's still problematic, and um, for better or for worse, I mean we're in it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and I think I'll speak for myself, and I think I can speak for you guys. We're just committed to continuing to have these conversations, right. and continuing to, like you said earlier, Kenny, like have the hard conversations. And not that we're perfect, but not that we're, we're going to get it all right. No, definitely no. not. Definitely not. Yeah. But but where we where we can you know, lock arms and get each other up the hill, we're not gonna we're not gonna back down. Right. And we wanna invite you guys then to unpack this with us. Absolutely. You know, and uh invite you guys on this journey with us. You know, no matter and you know, like I said before, and you know, no matter what your uh your worldview or um you know, your background or whatever, um, you know, there's power in listening, you know, and so being able to listen and That's you right. know, if you hear something that rubs you the wrong way you know, sit in it for a little bit, mm. think about it, you know, and, and really think about, okay, why does this rub me the wrong way, you know, and, and really start to analyze and think about, you know, um, you know, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? Uh, you know, because I think there's a lot of times uh, where uh, it's the discomfort that 
um, that causes the most gro- the most growth. That's right. You know, and so you know, get get uncomfortable. Have these conversations with um, you know with other people um, you know that are around you and um, listen in. You know, feel free to email us or absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, whatever. You know, be in the conversation with us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say a lot of the same things. I mean, don't be afraid to sit in an uncomfortable space right because so true i think a lot of times it that's the place where you're like man where you're actually thinking about it you're, you're actually right. forced to really think about it so that you can say like no Face you know it. what I, I still think i have the right perspective but at least i thought about it mm-hmm. right you know sure. at least i was challenged by it right and, you know i was gonna say um kenny when right when you popped in i was gonna say like yeah we're not we're not experts no. in this field no so you know, no. like that we're going to make mistakes i'm going to say the wrong statistic yep i'm gonna you know say the wrong thing or like not portray it the way uh, portray a, a a point of view that the way that i wanted to yeah and it's like yo like reach out yeah reach out and ask or challenge or whatever but yeah. be in the conversation to like progress the world forward rather than to point out why someone is wrong that's right let's have us actually you know like i would love for someone to be like yo i think you were wrong and here's what here's something you could read to like look at oh yeah absolutely i'll read it we're open to that you're wrong you're still don't be rude (laughs) don't be rude because you will get blocked you will get blocked kenny is generous with the block button that's right (laughs) but anyway all that to say i want to echo what these brothers said that we are very much looking to learn from whoever is going to listen to this as well. We, we want to help people have these conversations because we know that we have a lot to learn from talking about this with anybody and everybody. So um, please engage. Please interact. We want you guys to be a part of this as well. Um, send us email. Tweet us. Whatever you want to do. Um, we just want to see this kind of stuff get talked about. There it is. Um, cue fade out music Ooh, original fade out music by Brandon Johnson alright guys we'll be back I think the way we're going to do this is we're going to pick a topic and discuss it for season one and it's going to be a few episodes we don't know um, but that'll be next episode will be episode one of season one and uh, thanks for listening I'm Kenny Roberts I'm Stanrix and I'm go ahead are we doing are we doing I'm black just no <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just say our names. Are we names. doing our names or are we, we doing our, our names for the outro? Are we doing are the, sure? uh, I think so. The socially acceptable racial Kenny identity that, that's been black given to me by America. You know what I'm saying? Black because black. Of <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kenny Roberts. I'm Brandon Johnson. And I'm Doug Ogle. Thanks. 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 You want to do that again? No. Okay. I'm keeping on that. Oh, gosh. Anyways. Seriously? Okay, man. Thanks for listening to Black, White, and Mixed. We'd love to have you engage with us and to be a part of the conversation, so please send us an email at bwmpodcastmail at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at blkwhtmxpodcast. Black, White, and Mixed.